folks welcome back to the norwood noise podcast and as promised here we are monday march 13th the evening of um and and we're gonna do a little bracket preview for you we're we're gonna break it down region by region i think we're actually gonna we decided i think the episodes were a little too short to do um four so i think we're gonna do two um two episodes here we're gonna break down you know for those of you at home looking at it on on the paper version Left side versus right side. We got left side. We got the south and the east regional. We'll do that um, right now here on this episode. And then we will dive into the Midwest and the West on another episode tomorrow. Um, and we'll get that posted up for you. So, yeah, welcome in. Thank you all for joining us as always. And, Graham, look at, let, let's start top left here. Let's start in the south region. Obviously, Bama, the number one overall seed, going to make all the headlines, especially with um, – you know everything going on behind the scenes in their program um probably getting the weakest two seed i think most people would agree in arizona um what are your big takeaways on this one are there you know maybe one or two um matchups like off the bat that you're looking at that you're like oh man i can't wait to watch that one um really really interested in terms of proving yourself in the san diego state charleston uh, right before the pod, we were talking about how poor the wet, um, the Mountain West has been historically in the NCAA tournament last year, not winning a single game. Um, but definitely got some more buzz this year. Um, and I think that San Diego State is one of the better teams metrically in the field. I mean, they have a Ken Palm rating of 14. They open this game favored by five against the Charleston team that's been one of the more dominant teams in all of college basketball. Um, went unbeaten in conference play for who knows how long. Um, you know, 30 win teams. So, you know, the signs point in the direction of you want to trend upwards on Charleston just because of what they've been able to do. Um, but at the same time, you look at how metrically pleasing San Diego State is, being a five seed. Um, I'd have to imagine one of their highest rankings to date. And, you know, going up against each other, both teams, I ha- I can imagine have some pretty high aspirations. I think Sweet 16 is on the horizon for both of these teams. Um, and I think that's going to be a really gutsy, high-scoring game between two teams um, that many teams are super high on, but also many teams that are like going to count out. Like San Diego State's you know, asterisk is going to be, oh, they're in the Mountain West. Mountain West hasn't done much. Charleston's like, oh, they're a small conference. They haven't played anyone. But both teams have very pleasing uh, resumes, so I think that's going to be a really fun, exciting game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're both. Neither of them have a win against the top twenty-five team this year. Um, looking at uh, their points per game, I mean, we would be lucky to probably see, um, you know, uh, you know, under seventy points scored for each team here. So it should be a high-scoring affair. Um, 
and yeah, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I, have, I have a hard time with this one um, just because, I, I don't know, I, I really like, I liked San Diego State coming into the tournament as a five seed, um, and the College of Charleston was definitely one that, of course, you know, similar to FAU, everyone was looking at it early, like, oh, and Oral Roberts, probably throw them in that category as well, like, oh, this is going to be your trendy, excuse me, trendy, um, you know, your trendy 5-12 upset or your trendy mid-major, you know, winner that's going to kind of come out of nowhere, you know, for a lot of people. But honestly, I really like the San Diego State team. I think they give them a really good run um, in this game. I think it's definitely a good one. I think the other one that I have my eyes on, and I know we talked about it last night, but, man, this Creighton-NC State game I think is going to be awesome. Like, cannot wait um, to see, you know, what, what we get out of that one. Um, definitely going to be a great matchup. And I think the other one that's a little bit sneaky that I think you got to keep an eye on um, is going to be that Missouri-Utah State game. I think for entertainment value, I think it's going to be a really good one. Again, back to your point, Graham, about talking about the Mountain West, you know, needing to prove itself a little bit. Um, I think this is a great opportunity. I think Missouri is a really solid uh, team coming out of the SEC. Um, but I don't I don't think they're unbeatable by any means. Um, and, they're, and they both play, you know, pretty similar play styles as well. So it should be, should be a good one between the two of them there. Um, but, yeah, so moving forward, let's, let's just go down the bracket. Um, and, and we're only going to do, like, first round. And, again, this is all initial picks. This is nothing that we have locked in. Um, but kind of off the cuff, we're going to run run down, excuse me, who we think is going to win each first round game for each of these uh, regionals. And then we will, um, of course, recap it all next week and kind of do the same thing moving forward each week. So, Graham, I'll, I'll let you take it away. Um, who you got kind of coming out of that first uh, round matchup, especially in that top left corner? Um, you, you want me to go down the list, you're saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, obviously, um, you know, huge respect, you know, to Southeast Missouri State and um, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, what they've been able to do this season, but this is all Alabama. Uh, going down to Maryland, West Virginia, um, these are two teams that you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, each night, and I think that's exactly why they're in the 8-9 spot. I think both of these teams have had times where they're like a 4-5. Um, they've had times where they're not a team that makes the tournament. Um, right now, I kind of have penciled in at Maryland. Um, really, really pencil, like uh, you know, like stenciled in. Yeah, um, very, very lightly drawn. Yeah. Uh, going down, I have uh, Charleston um, winning a shootout against San Diego State. Um, and then in the 4-13 matchup, I have Furman. Um, Virginia's out with uh, their grad transfer, Ben Vanderplas, who's been a perfect glue guy for Tony Bennett this year. Furman's one of the most high-powered offenses in the field. Um, they chuck up a lot of threes in Virginia. While they've been known to have great defense, has been inefficient guarding the three ball, so I have Furman going that way. Um, Creighton, I think Creighton's due for a long run. Um, I think that their starting five is made for March. You have many guys that bring you high-powered offenses, different skill sets, and I think NC State's just falling off the wagon a little too hard to compete um, with how um, efficient Creighton has been this year. Uh, Baylor gets a good draw against UC Santa Barbara. I think that's going to be all Baylor, and I think that's going to be a game. Now We'll watch this back in a few weeks or a week, and I'll be wrong, but <laughs> this could be a game that I think Baylor wins by 20 or 30 points and beats the brakes off very quickly. Uh, Missouri, Utah State. Utah State is one of those mid-majors that you have, you have one every year, uh, namely the Loyola Chicago-esque teams. 
Utah State, favored by two and 18th in Ken Palm. They've done unbelievable things in the Mountain West. Um, if they can break the standard, what the Mountain West has been able to do, I have Utah State winning that game. And Arizona, um, with a team that I'm extremely high on, I think beats the brakes off of Princeton. I think Princeton won't be able to uh, handle them on the glass uh, with Tabellas and Omar Ballo. And I think Arizona's going to be way too efficient for Princeton to play in a neck-and-neck game. Yeah, I agree with you for the most part here. I, I've got a couple of things that go opposite of you here. And again, this is off of a, a first field bracket um, without getting too, too nitty-gritty into the stats. Agreed, uh, Bama top left. I've got Maryland coming out of this one as well. I, I really like this Maryland team. I think they're high. I, I think both teams have been very, very good this year uh, between Maryland and West Virginia, but I think Maryland's highs have been just a little bit higher um, than West Virginia's, so I feel really good about Maryland's chances uh, in getting out of that game. And then, uh, excuse me, I actually go opposite of you here in this 5-12 game. I've got San Diego State winning. I, I think I feel good about the Aztecs, um, and not spoiling anything. And, and again, we'll we'll see what the what the numbers say later on. But as of right now, I got San Diego State making a little bit of a run. Um, I feel good about this Aztec team. I think they've got a little bit of all the intangibles. Um, so I think we'll obviously we'll see kind of where this um, this tough first round matchup takes them. Uh, but again, like I was saying last night on the preview pod, like I, I think any of those four teams could come out of that uh, bracket. I'll match you with the upset in the second game, though. I'll I'll take Furman uh, to win that game. Uh, I, I really like. I've kind of had this team circled all year as a, a really high-powered offense coming out of a small conference, um, and I think they kind of drew for them the perfect matchup in a in a defensive-minded team uh, with Virginia. But again, I've also been high on Virginia all year as well. So, um, you know, could be completely wrong and could go back against myself there and maybe flip those upsets or take neither of them. Um, but definitely really can't wait for that, that region of four right there. Uh, moving down, I've got, I've got uh, NC State. Again, off the cuff very early. But, man, if those guards get hot, those are all American-level guards there at NC State. Um, and I just think Jaquay Van Smith can take over a game in a way that, I don't know outside of, I mean, Trey Alexander against Villanova, I mean, it was a unbelievable performance for him. I just don't know that I see any of the Creighton guys being able to really take over a game the way that Trekavion Smith can. And I like the Wolfpack in that game. Um, again, you know, excited to see what the data says on that and, and see, you know, where we're, where we're looking on that. But um, I like NC State early. I like Baylor, and honestly, I like Baylor pretty much the rest of the way through. Um as of right now, I've got Baylor actually in my, all the way into my national title. Um, I think this team is really, really good. They've, they've finally got some of their injury issues fixed. Um, I think Scott Drew is obviously a phenomenal coach. Uh, and I just think they're a really well battle-tested team that I think is low enough to not be like, oh, we're just riding with the one seeds. Uh, but also I think it's solid enough, tried enough. I mean, and again, you know, I think if you look at Big 12 results, obviously it's all kind of relative just because those teams just beat the crap out of each other all year. But like... They beat a very good Kansas team really handily. Um, you know, they they took care of uh, – they split with Texas. Um, I think they swept TCU. I'm pretty sure I can check that. Um, and then – but then, like – but then at the same time, you in that same breath, uh, you say that, and it's like, yeah, they also got swept by Iowa State this year. So, you know, who knows? And I think Iowa State's, you know, a little bit on the flailing end as of right now. Um but yeah, they beat Texas late in the season. Um, yeah, so they split with Texas. Um, and uh, where's the other team? Oh, they split with TCU as well. Um, but yeah, I just think I, I really like this team and where they're at. 
Um, and, I, and I think they're kind of primed for a deep run here into March. Um, and yeah, again, we'll see what, what, what we get out of this Baylor team. But as of right now, um, without diving too deep into it, I do really like this Baylor team. And then moving down, I've got Mizzou winning the game. Uh, they're against Utah State, Utah State. I think they're due. I think Dennis Gates has done a phenomenal job down there at Mizzou in his first year. Um, and then of course, I've got Arizona. Uh, again, agree. I think they take care of Brinson, no problem. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think it, we get set, you know, that kind of primes us for a really great, um, you know, some, some really great Saturday, Sunday matchups. So there you go. That's kind of the, um, South region. Is there anything else that you want to mention, Graham, kind of looking forward on maybe some, some possible later round matchups, um, that, you know, kind of getting into the second, you know, second weekend stuff. Is there anything that's really popping out at you that you'd love to see? Yeah. Um, I think that the South region is going to be a region where there's going to be, in my eyes, there's it's the highest case for the lower seeds um, to make some damage. Um, even the ones I didn't pick, uh, being you know West Virginia and NC State, um, and the teams that I you know where I went against the the cuff and said you know Utah State winning, so I'd say like the Missouris and the Virginias, San Diego State. Those are all very dangerous teams that are all poised. Um, I think a lot of those games are very evenly matched. Um, with that being said, I think when it boils down to it, this Elite Eight, um, I think it's going to be Bama and the winner of Baylor and Arizona. Um, and I think that Baylor-Arizona game in the Sweet 16 could be pretty awesome yeah. too. Uh, the way that Baylor and Arizona have played their seasons this year, I think both of those teams are Final Four teams, but they just happen to run in to one of the best teams in college basketball in Alabama. Um you know, before, you know, looking ahead too much, I think I see, um, you know, in Arizona uh, coming out of the South region. Um, but, you know, with what is ahead, you know, with that Baylor and uh, Arizona game, you know, uh, going to be one of, like, the more difficult games uh, that either of those teams will play all year. You know, maybe Bama, you know, gets lucky if they beat up on them and cruises all the way through. But between Baylor and, I mean, Alabama and Arizona, I can see one of those teams coming out of the Final Four or coming out of that region to the Final Four. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, and, yeah, I just I think there's a lot of really good impending matchups there. Um, yeah, very, very excited for that, that region there. Moving down to the East, um, the first couple matchups that I kind of looked at off the, uh, you know, off the top of it, I, I think the world, is, you know, <laughs> The committee is trying to captivate the world with this Duke Oral Roberts game. I have really have no idea where to go with this one. Um, FAU Memphis, I think, is going to be an awesome game. And then whoever Purdue plays in the second round, whether it is FAU or Memphis, Memphis has beat Houston uh, once this year. They played them to the you know within a couple possessions both times as well that they did lose. Um, so I think they're a really really solid team. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, and then I think either of those teams can definitely give Purdue a run for their money. Duke would be awesome. Excuse me. Um, Duke or Roberts is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a great game. And then the other one that I have circled right off the bat is that Kentucky-Providence game. I think the Bryce-Hopkins revenge game, that that whole, you know, I guess, you know, kind of script, it, it writes itself there in that game. So I'm really excited for that one. And I'm interested to see what Michigan State can do. Obviously, coming off the backs of a horrible um, tragedy in their uh, – you know, in their home, uh, you know, on their campus and in their in their hometown, um, 
you know, interested to see how they how they rally from this. Um, and I think them against Marquette too uh, in Columbus on um, what would that be Sunday? Yeah, that'd be on Sunday. Um, I think that'd be an awesome matchup if we could get that one. I think both those fan bases would pack that arena um, up in Columbus. I think they would both travel very well for that on a Sunday. Um, and I just think it'd be a really really fun atmosphere and one to look forward to. Uh, yeah, you know, the preliminary thoughts for me is um, I think that this region uh, is the one where I could see the most teams coming out of. Um, you know, the storylines of Memphis being able to compete with Houston. He's one of the best teams in the tournament right now. Um, Kendrick Davis is one of the best guards in the country. FAU, one of the best mid-majors. Oral Roberts is like, you know, the captivating, like, they already have the glass sip, slipper, like see if it fits kind of deal, but Duke's one of the hottest teams. I mean, I could go down the list uh, on every team and you know make the case for them making a run um, to the Sweet 16 and they're on. Um, but the, the games that I'm going to circle, uh, as you talked about, the Oral Roberts-Duke game, that's going to be unbelievable. Um, I think uh, my, my first thought is that Duke's going to get it done. I think that they figured it out. They have enough talent. I think John Shire's done an unbelievable job. Um, while you know he has gotten his flowers a little bit, I, I'm going to be the one to praise him even more, even though I'm like not a Duke guy. Um, while he does help have the help of the brand and the players that he's able to have um, due to the recruiting and the brand that Duke has, he's done an unbelievable job. Just because you have a good position doesn't mean – you're going to be a good coach and he's done a great job and i think that this is um a great game to prove himself um and not in the fact that you know like it's the five scene you should beat the 12 but it's a seed where like any other year you know with coach k if coach k drew a you know a dominant mid-major and they have one of the best guards in the country um it would be expected that duke would you know beat the brakes off of them uh, in a game like this, you know, like kind of Duke has lost a little bit of its like prowess because Coach sure. K isn't there. You know, getting a lot of Oral Roberts love, I could definitely see this as a Duke Brotherhood John Shire game to be like, uh, uh-uh, uh like we're still Duke. Yeah, we're here, and yeah. I, I'm really excited for that game. And Kentucky Providence, that is a perfect game for Coach Cal to you know to remind people again that right. Cal is Cal, Duke is Duke. Like similar thought process on that the same time providence has had a terrible end of their season like like hey ed cooley you want to secure this georgetown job like yeah. go beat kentucky right now and i think they'll hire you on the spot yeah they they've had a very rough end of their season but this is the exact game that's like as you said like like scripted that and we talked about this months ago that in the ncaa tournament <gasps> there's going to be a guy that you know transferred out of the school yes. and then you're gonna play him and that's exactly that's what this awesome. is like, and I, I think love it. this is a game that Bryce Hopkins could show like look what you're missing out on exactly uh, you could have needed me last year when you lost to a 15 seed yeah and now you're gonna regret it At no the... you can't I can't even imagine how excited that guy is to get this opportunity right and but at the same time where I'm thinking like oh this could be Providence's game back maybe the emotions are like too much to them you know they're scrambling sure. they hear the rumblings of their coach. And this is like all Kentucky and poises them for a great run. Um, if I'm going, you know, down the line, uh, I think this is going to be all Purdue. Um, no matter what uh, Farley Dickinson or Texas Southern is able to do, um, 
I think that even if you have the you know most sound game plan, they're not going to have the personnel to compete with Zach Eady. Right. Uh, Memphis FAU. Uh, have you heard the deal too with uh, Farley Dickens? I was I was reading something on Twitter the other day. They have I want to say they have like one of the shortest average teams in the country, mm-hmm. and they're going to go up against Purdue. Yes. Like woof. And, and you, Graham, I know you mentioned this yesterday, and I'm sure this is probably what you're about to say, but. This 16-16 play-in, woof. Texas Southern is 14-20 and 20 in the SWAC, and FDU is not much better at 19-15. and 15. Coming out of the neck? Mm-hmm. I yes. think so, yeah. Um, yeah, like it's just – that is – is that the opener? Is that – no, that's that's on that's on uh, Wednesday. So at least we get spared of it on the first night. It's not the mm-hmm. opening game of the tournament. And but. The the Purdue uh, Purdue game is personal. I'm rooting for Farley Dickinson uh, to move on to play Purdue, just because uh, Farley Dickinson has a guy by the name of Sean Moore on their team. Sean Moore ended my junior year basketball season in dramatic fashion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I need Zach Eady to put him on a poster, a T-shirt, a billboard, something, everything. all of it. Um, <laughs> Love it. It's personal. Absolutely. Um, Memphis FAU. I have Memphis. I think Kendrick Davis is going to be too much um, for them. And I think this is a great opportunity for Penny Hardaway to kind of cement himself as a good coach. Um, he's been getting some good press. Like, this is his best year by far that he's had. For sure. This is a good opportunity for him. Got rid of the, you know, Amani Bates issues. Yeah. And I think he's really cleaned it up and, like, started to realize. Since last year, for sure. I I think that this, uh, this tournament is an opportunity for him to kind of get rid of that mold um, that a lot of coaches kind of get, you know, stigmatized of being the – player that wants to be a coach and he could become like of the coach coach and people will respect him and i think that's why they're going to beat the owls uh duke oral roberts i think i have duke all the way tennessee louisiana was trending in the way um with you know louisiana uh just because of you know how creative they are on offense and how good they were in the Sun Belt this year Tennessee's looked vulnerable at times this year. I mean, yeah, and they're without their their starting point guards, Kai Ziegler. He's mm-hmm. out for the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, I think Tennessee provides um, just a, a level of play that's extremely hard for mid-major schools like Louisiana to keep up with. Mm-hmm. I don't see Tennessee doing much in the tournament, but I think that they'll uh, handle Louisiana um, in pretty severe fashion. Kentucky Providence, I've uh, penciled in that Kentucky's going to um, go on with this one. I think Providence is going to have too many emotions that it's going to be um, kind of hard for them to handle. And I think Kentucky is just going to be a little bit more cool and collected. And I think they're about a much more well-rounded team. Um, I think Providence is just going to have too many cold streaks that you just can't have in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think there's going to be times where Bryce Hopkins is going to hit some shots that are going to be adrenaline, um, you know, driven. I think, um, you know, Jared Bynum and is going to hit like those shots that he's hit against all Big East teams all year. For sure. And th- th- I think that's going to be a very exciting game. But I think Oscar Deshibwe and just the well-roundedness of Kentucky is going to be too much for the Friars. Moving on to Kansas State, Montana State. This is a game that um, I'm seeing the same way that I saw Baylor at UC Santa Barbara. I mean, I'm getting vibes of this one being like the one that, the one that no one's talking about. And then all of a sudden... There's two and a half minutes left, and Montana State's up four. Like yeah. I can just see it right now. Uh, I think that Kansas State just just has it uh, this they're year. Such, they're so good this year. Yeah, and I'm gonna have Kansas State moving on. Um, moving on to Michigan State USC. Been extremely high on this Michigan State train. Um, you know, playing with their emotions, or whatever. But I was not 
not impressed with their their play towards the end of the um regular season and the fact that they lost a really poor game to ohio state um and i think they they lost that game because they kind of played down to their um ability i was kind of locked in on ohio state's run this year after they won that first game and the michigan state game they just looked so poor so disorganized and i think when you play a usc team that kind of plays a similar brand of basketball that ohio state plays i think usc is going to be able to uh, take that win pretty handily and then moving on to Marquette, Vermont. I don't know if it's just because you know I follow a lot of uh, you know Xavier-related uh, and affiliated sources on Twitter and social media, but there's been a lot of pushback on this Marquette game, and Vegas having it at uh, you know a spread of twelve. And sure, Vermont has had a very successful program. They do all these things. I think this is all Marquette. Um, I think Marquette's going to handle them convincingly and is going to get a blessed draw against michigan state or usc um i think marquette set up for a good run there yeah i agree i you know going on the line i've got purdue um i went fau again i haven't entirely looked at all of the um at all the numbers just yet uh, but i like the owls off the cuff i got duke and tennessee um and i think duke honestly i mean i think if they get back get past oral roberts i think duke can cruise to the sweet 16 um i got kentucky and k-state uh i've got k-state moving forward after that one um i think that i think this k-state team is poised to make a, a really good run um i think a, a potential k-state marquette game in the sweet 16 would be awesome um on that note i've got michigan state marquette down there at the bottom and as of right now i've got duke coming out of this region i really like duke and where they're at i and again i hate to say this because you know like Graham was just mentioned like neither of us are are huge Duke guys but I do think like they have got things rolling at the right time they've got incredible talent and I as much as I hate to say it because I want Purdue so bad I want Matt Painter to have success I want I want the best for this Purdue team I just for some reason I've got this feeling that this Duke team is going to get it figured out and that Purdue does just doesn't have it yet like I, I don't know I don't know what it is Obviously, Zach Eadie is incredible, but it's really hard to rely on a forward, especially in the tournament. Um, and they just their their defense. It's similar to the I, was that Jaden Ivy? It was last year, right? Yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. last year. And like that team was so uber talented, and they just couldn't play defense to save their life. And obviously, this team is much much better than last year's team. Um, but it's still a concern for me. Like if you can't, you know, get conse- consecutive stops on defense, um, that can be a problem, especially if you're playing the team the caliber of Duke. Or a high-scoring offense like that of FAU. And really, honestly, between FAU and Memphis, I think Purdue got a really, really tough draw in the second round. Um, maybe the worst of all the one seeds. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this region. I think this region will provide a, some good stuff. Um, and I think we could get some really fun uh, regionals up there in, in, in the garden, as we as we always do. So, thank you all for, uh, for joining us, um, as always, of course. Good quick little in and out uh, pod here for you for the preview of the left side or the uh, south and the east regionals here. We'll get you the Midwest and the West regionals tomorrow. They will hit your feeds tomorrow. And then you'll be all locked in. You'll have all of our picks. um, And you'll be ready to go for uh, what should be a great March. I'm really excited for Thursday, Friday, um, as always. And then, of course, just this whole weekend is so, so much fun. And we can't wait to talk to you all about it next week about everything that's happened and get all caught up then so thank you all so much for listening as always um and yeah very much looking forward to these next couple days we'll get you that last 
uh, preview podcast with the Midwest and the West Regional or your right side of the bracket, uh, and then we will get out of your get out of your way. We'll we'll let you enjoy the, we'll let you enjoy the games, and then we'll get you back here uh, in the pod room for uh, for some recap ne- early next week. So thank you all again for joining us, uh, and we'll catch you all tomorrow. See ya.